Hi, my name is Eli, and this is my story. I swear and signed on an affidavit that everything I'm about to tell you is real. I have named my story on this first episode of Psalms chapter 27 verse 13 podcast, Free to Romp. Episode 1, Free to Romp. All my days were to be influenced by this miracle. Stuck as the sap to my soul, I would never be the same again. The tides of my life could never separate it. I was a weasel of a child. I had a great knack for sneaking about, rummaging into cookie jars and similar childhood mischief, while at the same time trying to weasel my way out of everything. On occasion, even now at the ripe age of 47, my own mother still calls me Wheeze. It was supposed to be the age of great adventure, around the time of the fourth grade, but this was about the time that the ridicule had started. It was entirely focused on me like a heavy blanket. As a young child, of course, not fully equipped for such matters, my only defense mechanism was to withdraw into myself. My antagonist was an older sibling, just 11 months older, really. That, as I can now understand it, not a normal kid, he was determined to be dominantly cruel. It was a constant and never-ending barrage of mockery and disdain. The severity of it was just as big as the smirk behind his eyes for me. And it came at me wholeheartedly, daily. This psychological abuse went on for many years, all the way up until my older sibling reached the age of 18 and moved out of our apartment in Clovis, California. It was a big sigh of relief. The heavy blanket that had enveloped me for many years broke free and crashed to the ground. To this day, some 29 years later, we, as brothers, still have not spoken. As an adult now, the lingering after-effects on my psyche are still present. I've been diagnosed with panic attacks, and I'm just about afraid of every social situation. Still, it is hard for me to look people in the eyes, and sadly, other people notice it, the shame. It is not the type of shame like, shame on you, but the type of shame where you feel inherently flawed on the inside. All those years of ridicule and laughing mockery had taken its toll on my psyche. At least, that is the best way I can describe it. But Psalms chapter 27 verse 13 podcast is about miracles, real ones, as is written in the Bible. Psalms 27 verse 13, quote, I would have fainted unless I had failed to see the goodness of the Lord here in the land of the living, end quote. This podcast is about real stories and real miracles that thousands of people, at least I hope, will attest to. To explain Psalms 27 verse 13 in another way, the miracles that God has shown us here in the land of the living, even despite all that we continue to endure, especially now in these times of killer viruses. The first episode of Psalms 27 13 podcast is my story, and this miracle is true. Long ago, as a child in fifth grade, as previously mentioned before, I'm 47 now, part of our in-class assignments had been to read a book in class aloud with the teacher. And on this particular day at school, it was a book written by Judy Bloom, titled Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing. Judy Bloom was such a great author, she had a knack for capturing the imagination of children. 
Her books have sold thousands of copies. In this book, the main character, I forget his name now, the fourth grade nothing kid, played with a pet turtle named Fudge. I do remember that name, however. I was so captivated with that turtle and that name, Fudge. So much so that I thought about that turtle the entire duration of school that day. And I was still thinking about him on my way home. And even all through dinner time. Still smitten with that story, I was yet still thinking about Fudge when my shy little fifth grade self settled into bed that night. We were living in a two-bedroom apartment in a large apartment complex at the time. With my father being absent, I was raised by a single mom and she, of course, was doing the best that she could while raising three boys all on her own. She did this while attending school and working full-time. She was a strong woman, but I was always alone. At least, it felt like it. Even at that young of an age, I'd always prayed right before I drifted off to sleep. I was never influenced by revivals or religion. We had never went to church or anything like that. I mean, as a child, reasons and adjusts with the world around him. I had always felt that there was a God, or at least that is what my heart believed to be true. It just never occurred to me that the opposite even existed. Now settled into the bottom bunk bed in our small two-bedroom apartment, that same very night of reading Judy Bloom's book, Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing at School, yet still thinking about that darn turtle named Fudge, I closed my eyes and as usual prayed. This night, however, was a different prayer. Tonight I prayed, God, please give me a turtle. I think I love him. As I drifted off to sleep. The very next morning, and I will say it again, the very next morning, I was jostled awake by an inner voice saying, Go to your bedroom window and look down and hurry. It was not a voice or anything auditory, or as ears would hear it. It was more like a thought with a knowing feeling behind it. It is hard to describe now, I guess, but it was very clear and had a sense of urgency behind it like a trusted feeling behind it. Again it said, Go to your bedroom window, and look down, and hurry. So, as a trusting child would do, I jumped out of bed and scurried to my bedroom window. It was just feet away. I looked out of the bedroom window, out into the courtyard, and then down to the ground. I was stunned. My eyes grew wide and my focus engaged, and then, to my everlasting amazement, there it was, a young turtle. I had just a moment to see him as he disappeared by shuffling underneath the back fence, entering into my patio. The bottom of my patio fence had about a four-inch clearing between it and the ground, just enough for a young one-pound turtle to make it through. It had crawled into my enclosed patio, not my neighbor's, my patio my fifth grade patio. Mine. Not a fraction of a second had passed, or should I say, not even a nano of a second escaped. I spun around, I had just about sprinted out of my pyjamas, and lost my footing as I raced through my bedroom door. I flashed down the hallway, barreled around the corner, thundered through the kitchen, and was stopped by a large, heavy, glass-sliding patio door. I hurled it open, I'd opened it like a terribly hungry adult, opening a bag of chips. I flung it open easily, 
as I lived and breathed, my fifth grade heart in everlasting joy. There he was, in all his glory, a slow, shuffling turtle making his way right towards me. I knew he was coming for me. It felt as though we were best of friends already. I had wasted no time, not another second had passed. I had met him 99% of the way and he was in my hands. I would be totally unavailable for anything else that wonderful day. I had a turtle to attend to. I do not remember much of what else happened that day, honestly. How I spent the day or what I did. It was almost 40 years ago now. But I do remember what happened next. After 5pm or so, I do remember it was the end of the day because my mom was home at that time. There was a knock at the front door of our apartment. My curiosity bloomed as my mother answered the door and overheard a male adult stranger's voice. But this time it was a real voice asking. By any chance, have you happened to see a turtle around here? I was all ears at that moment. My shy self was used to not interjecting or speaking really much about anything. My mother answered. Why yes, we have. Let me get it for you. The gig was up. As my mom turned and made her way for the turtle, the stranger's voice at the door spoke up and added, That is kind of strange. I live in the apartment right above you on the second floor, and I have no idea how my turtle got out of his cage. My mom did not say anything. As adults reason as they do, they didn't have an answer, but in my heart I giggled a little, because I knew the answer to that question. Of course, never the one to speak out, I said to my shy self, I know. It was God. I handed my turtle named Fudge over to my mom and internally said my goodbyes. My eyes watched his entire pathway as he was shuttled out of the front door. The funny thing is, I was not sad to hand my turtle over to his rightful owner. I was so full of appreciation and joy from that full day with him that nothing could have spoiled it at that moment. Not even the school lunch slop served on a plastic tray I knew was coming on Monday. I would never forget him, and the extraordinary events that happened surrounding those two days. The Judy Bloom book, the prayer, and the miracle just hours later. It wasn't just a coincidence. The universe was craftily interrupted and shaped for me that day, like a puppet master finally adjusting its strings. On second thought, it was probably easily done for him, the being that handcrafted all this for little Eli. Now, as an adult, passing through the times and tides of my life, and trust me when I say, at times, the brevity of the suffering has been great. I will be basking in the sun one moment and shattered on the rocks the next. I lean back on that miracle with uplifting reassurance. I feel the stability and weight with the ramifications of that miracle. The lessons and meaning I can take away from it the mysteries of the universe solved in the palms of my hands. That reminds me to get back to the title of this first episode of Psalms 27 verse 13 podcast, Free to Romp. A famous line from F. Scott Fitzgerald's book, The Great Gatsby. Let me explain why I gave it this title. It is just one point I have to make, but I have to go back a little. As I said before, as a child, never influenced by religion or church, I would always just pray when I got into bed. I just never questioned if God was real, even before the first miracle happened to me. 
and since that day of my miracle, there was never any doubt that God did truly exist. Why or how, I do not know. It was just uncommon knowledge. All of my upbringing and formal education has been filtered through that truth. But the title Free to Romp has to do in part with a non-religious secular organization named National Geographic. Many years ago, I loved the magazines they distributed long before the internet. I collected piles of them. Still today, National Geographic is a well-known and trusted media conglomerate that is also a front-runner in the field of science. They had filmed and produced a documentary called The Human Genome Project. The documentary studied the genetic profiles of more than 100 people, all different races and colors. Or could have been more like 200 people. It has been a while since last seen, but it was a large group comprised of random subjects. They found in the end that the genetic profiles originated from just one person somewhere in Africa. One father, so to speak. And of course, the Bible explains the famous story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, which most scholars agree was somewhere in Africa. After seeing this documentary for the first time, I had that same giggle in my heart as I did that day of the miracle. I know how. It was God, I said to myself. That National Geographic documentary solidified my experiences. Still, that God, in fact, is real. Solid signs giving weight to biblical scripture. Let me explain the title free to Rob. In school we learned that the entirety of science is based on what scholars call the scientific method, meaning one science experiment in one part of the world would have the exact same results of that same science experiment in an entirely different part of the world. A duplicate of the same results, we can say. My point being, science and the scientific method can have no weight in the explanation of God. It is impossible. God is that which nothing greater can be conceived. You see, God can never be duplicated. God can never be proved by science. He's beyond it. He is above it. The irony is, he is the author of all science. His light speed equations to the force of gravity and the rates at which the planets travel in the clockwork of the stars. Everything, even the science we have yet to discover and still now cannot even comprehend. I now know when I look back and take away those lessons learned from that day of the miracle that I had discovered the greatest scientific discovery ever made. God is real, friends, and he is with us, and he is for us, and he loves us. My gift that day was God, and that turtle with him. Now I chose to title this first episode of Psalms 27 verse 13 podcast, Free to Romp, because now my mind and my heart are now forever free to romp free to extol the wonders of the universe wrapped around the brevity of real truth I had gained that day. Weighted knowledge pressed down and shaken together. I now know where I come from and after all this is over, I know where I'm going. God loves us and that is the beginning and end of everything.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Psalms 2713 Podcast. Real stories, real miracles. Have you had a miracle happen in your life too? We would absolutely love to hear about it. Send us your miracle story now to be featured on this podcast. Maybe even a chance of being featured on iTunes. Also, a chance to win prizes and perhaps even touching someone else's life. Please go to the homepage of this podcast now for more information. And please share this story by pressing the share buttons below. It means a lot. Thanks everyone for listening. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss the next miracle. Psalms 2713 Podcast. Real stories, real miracles. Recording history, one miracle at a time.